There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. This is Emily, Henley, and Sammy, and you're listening to Too Scary Didn't Watch. Hi everyone, welcome to Too Scary Didn't Watch, the horror movie recap podcast for those too scared to watch for themselves. I'm Emily, and I am too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Henley, and I'm also too scared to watch scary movies. I'm Sammy, and I like watching scary movies, and I like telling these two scaredy cats about them. Mm-hmm. Great. So, she's so brave. That's what that's what we do. Um, how are we? What's up? <laughs> A week has gone by, if anyone can believe it. Um, I just wanted to give the listeners a little update on my cockroach situation. Please. Um, after we last talked about it, I saw one more the very next day. So I was seeing a cockroach <laughs> a day for four days in a row, which wasn't great. Horrible. Um, but I set out those little um, little houses, they call them cockroach houses, and immediately never saw one again. It worked so well. But does it go in there and then you have to take the house out and it has a dead cockroach in it? Or how does that no. work? No, it just takes the poison out of the house and takes it back and kills its whole family with it. <laughs> oh, that's oh, dark. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's not so much a house. Um, it's, a, it's a death trap. Yes. It's a death trap, yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know um, what? But Get him out of there. It, Get him out of there. It works really well. I know. I like. was like, I feel kind of bad, but also, what are you going to do with cockroaches, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you going to do? And also, I found out that like landlords love to call them water bugs. Henley, you told me that, right? Mm-hmm. I've never heard them called water bugs one time in my life. It's like a sneaky this. trick to try to make you think you don't have cockroaches. When I was... They're the same. They're basically the same thing. I, the, when I was living in New York before, um, we would get them and we would get them in our bathroom and our landlord would just tell us they were water bugs. And then he would be like, they're much smaller than cockroaches. I was a like, sneaky, sneaky trick. I was like, oh, these are some large water bugs then. <laughs> hmm. Also, like, I don't really care what they're called. If they're nasty, I don't want them. Like, why yeah. does that really make them better? They're disgusting. They're disgusting. Agreed. Exactly. Bugs are bad. Um, well, congratulations, Sammy. Thank you so much. Huge uh, news. Big news. What about you guys? Um, mine is just uh, actually a request this week okay um so i am moving (laughs) back to new york and um i leave (laughs) (laughs) i leave a week from today actually um or a week from tomorrow and um so i don't so basically this this uh episode will be released just in time for me to start my road trip and Mm. i am driving across country and i would love for anyone's recommendations about things to listen to, um, things to do in the car for long road trips, audiobooks, podcasts, mm-hmm. music, mm-hmm. albums, whatever. Just bring it. I want to know. Great request. I want to know. It's a good request. Listeners, drop it in the comments. Yeah. We would love to hear. Who? I mean, everyone can benefit from that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So send us send us a message, DM us, leave us in the comments, leave it in a review. Um, but anyway, I would love to whatever. Know. I love that. I mean, I hate it, but I love that you asked. I mostly um, hate it. I mostly really hate it, but it's fine. Um, it's not fine, but it is what it is. <laughs> it's life. Um, I poured cement today. What? Or concrete? What's the difference? Is there a difference? I, mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, I, so I've been, I have like a little teen, a teeny tiny little balcony off of my bedroom and I've never done anything with it because it's really small and like it looks onto my neighbor's balcony right there. And so it's like a weird place to hang out, but I can't go anywhere. So I'm like, okay, I'll make that a place that I can feel like I can go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I I got 
of like trellis to, for some privacy, but I needed a way to hang it up. Anyway, I essentially just wanted. Do you ever start talking and you just wish you had never started talking? Who wants to hear about this? I don't know. Whatever. Here we are. Um, So I'm on the edge of my seat. Okay, good, good, good. So I needed like some weighted poles essentially to keep the trellis up from unlimited from falling because there's nowhere I can attach it. So anyway, weighted poles are expensive. That looked up a DIY thing, which is very cheap, listeners. Uh, Just a cement planter and a wooden dowel, just like, a you know, a. That's all the wooden dowel and you get (laughs) concrete mix or cement mix and you pour you make your own little like weighted concrete planter with the wooden pole in it. Anyway, I did it today. It's it's setting right now. So um, tomorrow I'll have my weighted poles. It's pretty exciting. Um, But I, I ordered online from Home Depot to do like curbside pickup. And I ordered what seemed like the most reasonable like concrete mix. So you like mix it with water. I've seen it done. It was like four dollars. It was the, like the you know cheapest option you could get. It looked small on the website. It's a ninety pound bag. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's too many pounds. Ninety pounds, and it's not that big because it's just a heavy thing. Ah, uh, yeah, that's but true. That's true. I like went to pick it up in the store, and they like put in the cart for me, and like rolled over, and they're like, "Do you need help out to your car?" And I was like, "No," because I always say no. I'm. What am I going to accept help? <laughs> um, no way. And I got it out of my car and truly, I truly was like, I, I don't think I can lift it out of like, I, I like slid it, but even that was like too heavy and it was an ordeal. I did get it. I did get it into my car and then back out of my car at home, but like literally just like onto the ground. And now it's on my back on my like driveway because I can't move it. So I'll, you know, cross that bridge when I get to it, but, um, I'll keep you posted. Yeah. Wow. I want some before and after photos of all of these projects. Okay, well, there's no before because I already did it. Why do you keep doing this, Emily? Take some befores. This happened well, also with your I, kitchen, no, I think. It it did. Because you know how I just decide I'm going to do something and immediately do it. That's the thing about me. There's no lag time between the decision and the start of a project for me. So but I've never had yeah, time to do it Yeah, before. you got to jump right in. Mm-hmm. I just jump right in. Jump right in. So I'll give you an after. And then imagine the before, you know? Um, I can't wait. I can't wait. Um, But let's get into this week's movie. Mm -hmm. Let's get into this week's movie. Mm -hmm. It is Tales from the Hood. Mm -hmm. Came out in 1995. Directed by Rusty Cundiaf. Written by Rusty Cundiaf and Darren Scott. Starring Clarence Williams III, Joe Torre, uh, DeAndre Bonds, Samuel Monroe Jr., Tom Wright, Anthony Griffith, Brandon Hammond, and Lamont Bentley. It's a lot of people. A lot of people in this movie. You mm-hmm. did a good job. It, uh, yeah, it's a lot of people in this movie. And there's one more person on this podcast today because we have a guest. <laughs> and we're so excited to have him with us this week. We have um, podcast guest extraordinaire, Carl's Hart. Oh, my gosh. Thank you. Welcome. Woo-hoo! Thank you so much. Hi, Carl. I mean, you're many more things than that, too. But, you know. You're on a lot of podcasts. I'm on a lot of podcasts. I gotta stop. I'm gonna people are gonna be like, I'm sick of hearing this dude eventually. I gotta stop. <laughs> well, doing podcasts. keep going till it happens. Just I gotta keep go into riding that train. You know, I did this uh, CBS diversity showcase when I was uh, a little younger. And the director, I was like, Hey man, if I get in all these sketches, all of these agents and managers in this crowd are gonna wanna sign me and all that. And they were like, You don't wanna be in all the sketches, promise me. You want to be in like four or five. They started taking me out of them. They were like, it's too much, Carl. It's going to be overkill. And and I was like, what, man? Y'all blocking my blessings. Like, I was mad. How y'all going to take me out of this sketch? You got to be- leave them wanting more. Yeah, that's the thing. So I think I may just mm. go on a, a podcast sabbatical after this one. This is going to be my last yeah, one. Yeah, thank God we Woo! got you just in time. I'm going to New York a week from today, and I, I, I want to request things. <laughs> so I got some suggestions for you. Oh, please tell me. I'm all ears. Uh, first thing to do is turn on Google Maps and listen to uh, the Google Map lady say, turn back around. Don't leave Los Angeles. Oh, <laughs> yes. Thank you, Carl. Thanks, Carl. I just met you and I don't want you to go. That's exactly right. I always discourage people from moving to New York. Have you, right? have you, lived, have you lived in New York before? Of course not. And never would. <laughs> <laughs> well then how can you know i know i've been there four days at a time 
Yeah, come on. <laughs> that's the that's, that's, the, that's the cutoff. It's enough. I uh, so I lived in New York for three years, and it's definitely different than living in Los Angeles. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what it's do you uncomfortable. Ha- what do you have against New York? I'm too big for New York. <laughs> You're too big. Yeah, you I mean, Henley, you are moving into a tiny little place. It's true. Everybody's bumping into me. Mm-hmm. Everything is small. I, I just can't fit nowhere. The train is packed. I mean, it's true. There, you have to get comfortable with being a lot closer to humans than you are here. Now is what not a good time, a good time for, for that. Yeah. Oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> oh, I know it's not ideal timing. Obviously, this move was planned pre-pandemic. Have you have you talked about <laughs> have you talked about why on the pod, or is that something I should say for after? Why are you going? Oh, so I'm going for work. <laughs> okay, um, and then also my fiance is going for school. So he's going to graduate school starting in the fall. So we are moving into a studio in Washington Heights and uh, it's going to be interesting um, continuing to quarantine, but in a smaller location. Right. That's, that That's yeah, you, definitely you the gotta, right way you to gotta do downgrade. it. <laughs> you got to down, downsize in this time. Uh, That's the way to do it. Well, you it's should a- have your y'all's listeners. Everybody who uses Spotify, make a playlist. Everybody contribute to it. Y'all should make a playlist and have and give and get out, give out the link in the description of this episode. So everybody okay. can add a song to it. And it's going to be mostly trash because people have bad taste in music. <laughs> but <laughs> You know what? It's something to think about. Some conversation fodder like, oh, this song is trash. Don't you think so, fiance? Yes, I do. <laughs> I'm going to talk about this in my classes. So, yeah. So we can just be. Yeah, I want to be. I want you guys to give me suggestions so I can rag on them during. <laughs> yeah. the yes. road Let trip. me judge you. Let yeah. me just judge be you. like, what a dumb suggestion this one was. <laughs> I love it. Which in and uh, of itself is an activity. So. So it's not, not, not working. Yeah. See? Mm-hmm. See? Mm-hmm. I have a question about your cockroaches. Yep. Ask away. <laughs> Are they, were they big cockroaches? Like, like inch they and a half? They're pretty big. Like inch and a half I mean, style cockroaches? They're definitely above an inch. Yeah. I'd, I'd okay. say pushing two, two inches. Yeah. That's not a water bug. That's a cockroach. <laughs> that's a lot of That's a cockroach. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I sent, I sent these two photos every time you guys saw them. Mm-hmm. They were cockroaches. They're yeah. big. They're definitely They're big. really big. I don't know. I don't care what you call that. It's disgusting and bad. Where I'm from, they fly. Oh, my God. I've heard of those Palmetto kind of... Palmetto bugs. I hate, that. Mm-hmm. I hate yeah. that so much. Oh, that's worse. Yeah. Oh, them flying? No, thank you. That's awful. I, then you have no control yeah. over them. <laughs> they can be anywhere. And you know what they do in New York, don't you? They go, I'm walking over here. Oh. <laughs> and they slap the hood of the car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, if I saw that in New York, I would be fucking thrilled. I'm looking forward to seeing that type of um, absurd behavior in New York City. Yeah, like the like the rat smoking a cigarette type <laughs> shit. Or like, well, the actual pizza rat. The rat pulling oh, yeah, that pizza huge rat. piece of pizza down the subway stairs that's like three times the size of him. <laughs> the size yeah. of your apartment is that piece of pizza. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> um, wait, so Carl, do you like scary movies? Are you a horror movie fan? Um, no. You are not. Mm-mm. I could be a host of this podcast. I don't watch <laughs> scary movies very often. Uh, it's just not my go-to thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I watch stuff. If friends say, hey, we're about to go see this thing. And I'll be like, all right, I'll go for the camaraderie. Yeah, sure. But as far as like sitting at home being like, oh, I'm about to turn on Saul. No, nah, I ain't doing that. <laughs> and when you, so if you go with a group and they're watching it, do you enjoy it? Or would you rather? Yeah, I'll like, scream and laugh and have a good time. <laughs> That's fun. Okay. You know, big group. Of, it is a fun. It's a fun group activity. Yeah, big sometimes. group of movie homies. I went to go see Get Out. Like that was yeah, like uh, that one was a I great was theater willing, experience. Yeah, one I was willingly, you know, I went to go mm-hmm. see it at Magic Johnson Theater, uh, which is now called Rave Theaters. But I went to go see it in a black neighborhood, which is what I really wanted to do. Just because yeah. it's a different movie going experience with uh, yeah. with my people. Uh, yeah. All the stereotypes are mostly true. I, I cannot <laughs> deny that there's a lot of talking going on. There's a lot of, you know, <laughs> screaming, get out. And there's a lot of <laughs> like, it, it's, it was fun. It was great. It was a great experience. Yeah, Everybody's laughing. It, but then, then it yeah. got to be a point where people were getting a little bit too performative. And they were mm-hmm. trying to like get laughs from the audience in there. Then yeah. people start being like, yeah. shut it's your ass show. up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to me that's yeah. the best. I don't usually like horror movies, but um watching them in a group setting is probably the best part of a horror movie experience. For sure. 
the getting to feel like the adrenaline in a group. Um, otherwise, I do. I am right there with you. I do not like horror movies on my own one little bit. Yeah, it also it can't be something like like I mentioned Saul, but Saul don't have that much like humor to it. It's got to be something that's kind of silly <laughs> yeah. at the same time. Yeah, too. Saul is no fun at all. <laughs> Ain't fun. It's just it's just bad stuff. It's really yeah. bad. Yeah. So I, yeah, Saul I, is bad. I've yet to be convinced why anyone wa- wants to watch a movie that just makes you feel awful. Like I don't understand. I don't understand. Well, we've I also, get, I don't understand. To be fair, we've also had a lot of guests on this podcast and none of them have wanted to do Saw, even horror fans. You know, I, I, I we haven't actually had anyone who's yeah, been a big. Yeah, we're going to have to like specifically do that one. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to make that choice ourselves because nobody else is jumping to do it. Mm-hmm. Joel has said that he would do it or at least he wants us to do it. <laughs> so I might be like, but then that means you're doing it. It would but. certainly be a good one to scare you guys with. Ugh. You would not like it. I would. I've heard about <laughs> one thing in it, and I fucking hate it. That's the kind of movie that, like, my I like physically react from even just hearing it. Like, yeah, ugh. yeah. To me, scary movies like that are kind of like roller coasters, which mm-hmm. unpopular mm-hmm. opinion I hold. But like, why? You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I agree mm-hmm. with you. I'm not. A, I, I'm. I loved roller coasters as a kid, and now I'm. I'm. I'm so scared of them. It's it feels like rolling the dice with your life every time. <laughs> Interesting. Do you have any other fears that you had or do any of y'all have fears that you had that you didn't have when you were a kid that now you I have? feel like everything. I was much more brave about everything as a kid, even up to like more recently, my early 20s. Say something happened in my mid 20s where now I'm afraid of everything <laughs> except for scary movies. I did the opposite with scary movies. I was scared of them as a, as a kid. And now I like them. So I've shifted my I've shifted my taste for fear into the comfort of my home or a movie theater yeah. <laughs> and real life adrenaline things I don't like anymore. I'm more scared of flying as I get older. I was just going to mm-hmm. say that's the same. I've never me. really been scared. And like, intellectually, I know like, OK, it's it's like fine. But I get way more uneasy on planes now than I ever have. When I was a kid, I thought turbulence was fun. Yeah. Oh God! Like, Hell yeah! Well, we getting it in. <laughs> <laughs> we getting it in right now. And now I'm like, stop this. Yeah. Like I listen to yes. the pilot. Everybody else is like in their own, you know, on their got the AirPods in and stuff. And but when the pilot's like, let me smooth flight all the way into New Orleans, and it's gonna be three hours and thirty five minutes. We're gonna run into a little bit of turbulence over Texas. Like okay, so Texas. So when we get to Texas, <laughs> what part of Texas? Because Texas is huge. So like, what part oh, of Texas God. am I expecting? But you know what the thing is with me and flying, I'm fascinated by it. I wouldn't mind being a pilot right now, but also I'm growing afraid to fly. It's weird. Yeah. I wonder if it'd be less scary as a pilot because you feel more like you're in control. control. That's what it is. I'm being a control freak about flying. That's why why I like to sit towards the front of the plane because it makes me feel like I'm that much like, y'all need me to drive? Like in case, in case (laughs) I need to fly. Y'all need me to get up there? You need me to get up there? What'd you you say, Cap? (laughs) You need me? You need 14D to get? Yeah. (laughs) Well, make sure everything's good up here. I have at least... I have at least one moment every flight where I'm like, well, this is it. This is the one that goes down. <laughs> like, I'll convince myself for at least 15 minutes that it's certainly... 15 minutes is a long time, Sammy. It's a long I mean, time to it, think that you maybe might Maybe it's die. not that long, but it feels like 15 minutes. I mean, in like a four-hour flight, at least I would, maybe 10 minutes are dedicated to like, it's, it's going to happen. This is going to be the flight that goes down. Yeah, I think I'm just more... More aware of how bad it would be if I died and more aware of what it would like. I like think about Mm. if this plane crashes. Oh, that's going to be a really bad whole experience. Like I just like I'm so I just like think about the whole picture more. And so it's a lot scarier. I think about the pain. The pain is going to be like it's going to hurt so bad. Oh, and interesting. Yeah. I think about the anxiety as it's falling when you're like, I'm going to die. I'm going to die. I'm going to die. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, I mean, and I think this is just like you're become more aware of your mor- mortality as you, as you get older, get older yeah, right? Every little thing. I'll be looking mm-hmm. out for it. I look at the yellow signs in grocery stores, but I can't slip. My, <laughs> my, you never know. Might, might hit my head on something. Can't, can't do that. That's, and that's real. That's more likely than a plane crash. Yeah, yeah. that's true. When I was a kid, I'd go over to that oily spot and be like, skeek, 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 skeek. And now I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like oh, not shit. a care in the world. Watch out. Yeah, <laughs> but okay. So this movie in particular, Carl, have you seen it a lot? You don't like scary movies, but is this one like a particular 
Favorite? This was one of the ones that I was shamed as a teenager for not having seen when I was a little mm-hmm. kid. So it came out in 95. Mm-hmm. I was uh, six years old in 95. Mm-hmm. And and so I didn't see it then. I wasn't allowed to watch it. My I have a very young mom. And so she was really young at the time. I think she was probably like 24. And her and her friends went to go watch it because they were young 20-somethings. And they were like, we're mm-hmm. going to go see Tales from the Hood. And I was not allowed to go with them, of course. And then I also was not allowed to watch it when it when like my older cousins would get it on like VHS or something like that. And so I remember the first time I saw it, I was in high school and my friends were like, man, remember this from Tales from the Hood? Like he like made like a reference to it. And I was like, I, I, you, you ain't never seen Tales from the Hood? Oh, <laughs> hell no. And so we like, they went off and then we had to eventually, we had to, still had to go to a Hollywood video to rent it. Uh, oh, yeah, Hollywood yeah, yeah, video. Yeah. On DVD at that point, but like rent to, like go to a store to rent it yeah and yep. uh that's the first time i saw it and i've seen it about it, it's come on tv a couple times since then and i like turn to it because there are some funny moments in it mm-hmm, uh mm-hmm. but i ha- it is definitely not one of my favorite films and mm-hmm. it's okay. not mm-hmm. like uh sorry if that was did i preface that it was one of my favorite films Emily? you didn't know <laughs> oh, okay no i, no, I asked because i hate this I'm movie and i don't want to talk about it Good night. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm out no, I yeah, but I've seen it all the way through twice. Yeah, right. Because it it is also funny, right? It's like a horror comedy, or no? There are moments it, of humor. There are moments of humor, moments of okay. levity. Yeah, there are there are good jokes in it. Great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sammy, had you seen it before? I had not. This was my first my first viewing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I I I enjoyed it. How do we watch it now? If we wanted to, if someone wanted to watch it now, is it on Netflix? I, is it on Amazon? I believe I rented it on Amazon. Okay, great. I think no right? Hollywood anywhere? videos anymore. No Hollywood mm. videos. I used to work at Hollywood Video. You did really? Yeah. What was it like? Uh, working at Hollywood Video, I I used to get reprimanded a lot because I was a slow worker. Uh, when you had to put the new releases out and I didn't move fast enough and I would have like a full ass cart at like, we would like close the store at like midnight and it would be like 1143 and I still got like 45 movies to hang up <laughs> and they'd be like, hey man, you gotta move Carl. You're sitting here joking. You're very funny. We think you're funny, but you gotta, you gotta move. So yeah, it was a fun you job. Showed them. Fun. Yeah. Yeah. I really showed them. Now I am Hollywood video. I am Hollywood video. (laughs) Hey everyone, it's your favorite time of the week, cocktail hour. This week we will be making a graveyard, which is a very serious, actually real drink uh, that we do not want to take responsibility for if you actually decide to make and drink. Um, You will see why once I tell you the ingredients. So what goes into a graveyard cocktail is a quarter ounce triple sec, a quarter ounce rum, a quarter ounce vodka, a quarter ounce gin, a quarter ounce tequila, a quarter ounce bourbon whiskey, a quarter ounce scotch, beer, and stout. You mix the liquors in a beer mug in equal amounts. Top up the rest of the mug with half a beer and half stout. Enjoy! Um, do we have any trivia about this movie? Sammy, do you have any trivia? I have just two little things. Great. Um, Clarence Williams III, who plays kind of the 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 crypt keeper type character. This is like a play on Tales from the Crypt, which I've also never seen. But um, he was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. So fun little crossover there. Oh, that's fun. Um, and then there is a segment in this film with some spooky dolls. Mark your bingos. Um, where the dolls were uh, later used, reused in Team America World Police because the same special effects team and <laughs> they had saved some of the dolls. That's wild. I didn't Wait, know that. That is. Wait, dolls that are funny? puppets. Were they puppets? They're like kind of pup. They're like kind of clay ish oh, um guess, yeah because it's kind of stop motiony yeah like claymation type thing it's, their names are the kyoto brothers kyoto brothers um and yeah they worked on both movies so they just threw some of the, their like let's get some of these creepy dolls in team america and, huh. and 
And would you guys, how scary would you say this film is? On a scale of one to ten, one not being scary, ten being very, very, very scary. I'd say the real life scares are quite high. Mm. The, 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 you know, that's like, uh, the thing that when I think horror is best is when it's commenting on real life things. And I think it, it, it does that here and it is quite scary. Mm. I got some opinions on that, but I, I will say that, uh, I was, I would give this film, I don't say film, uh, <laughs> I would give this film a, uh, I'll give it a six and a half. Okay. Yeah. 6.5. It, it didn't get good reviews at the time. I mean, it's not uh, super well reviewed. Frankly, um, I wouldn't expect it to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, you know, it's kind of like, uh, it's goosebumpsy feeling. I feel like yeah. it's kind of like s- silly and l- like everything looks very 90s. Like the effects are, it reminded me a lot of Goosebumps. Kind of like the little. Like scared the shit out of yeah, me. Yeah, Goosebumps scared me too. <laughs> oh, yeah, big time. <laughs> And Big that time. came out, and that was that was the TV show was on around 1995. Same time, RL yeah. style. Yeah, yeah. But are you afraid of the dark? Was scarier, right? Oh, I, right? I was. I couldn't watch it. I wouldn't even go anywhere near <laughs> there it. There was an episode of that that like I was scared of pools for so long. It was something where something came out of a pool drain and it fucked me up. I hated it. <laughs> yeah. No. It's kind. It's kind of campy. It's that kind of campy goosebumpsy like. Um, like, I don't think you're going to, uh, there's no like jump scares or anything. It's not like you're going to be like cowering in terror. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Should we watch the trail? Should we watch the trailer? Yeah. Let's roll, bruh. In this neighborhood is a house where souls never rest. You're invited to share their secrets. I've been waiting for you, boys. You're invited to share their tales. Unless, of course, you're scared. Tales of madness. Ah! (laughs) Of revenge. The dolls don't want you there! They want reparation! Ah! Of horror. He thinks he needs to kill the monster. Now, your most terrifying nightmare and your most frightening reality are about to meet. On the streets. And this is a trip, homie. I don't need nothing from no house of dead folks, okay? Death. It comes in many strange packages. Tales from the Hood. Carl, now is where we're silent for the whole rest of the podcast. Just <laughs> okay. If you want to just kick it off for us. All right. Yeah, I'll kick it off. It's the bleakest time of the year, so you know what that means. We deserve to get cozy on the couch, rewatch our favorite TikTok videos, and drink a goddamn glass of wine. If you ever struggle to pick out the right bottle, you will love our next sponsor, Naked Wines. Did you know that when you buy wine today, most of the money goes to things like fancy packaging, big budget marketing campaigns, and tax? That is crazy. Naked Wines is a subscription service that seamlessly connects you to the finest independent winemakers on the planet, so you get a box of the market's best quality wines, however often you'd like, for a fraction of the price. And hold on to your butts, you guys, because the deal they have for you is insane. Just wait. So how do they do it? Naked Wines connects winemakers and wine drinkers directly, allowing for vineyard-to-door delivery at up to 60% off what you would normally pay in a store. By cutting out the traditional retail middleman costs and markups, winemakers can pass those savings on to you without skimping on quality. I can't stop talking about Naked Wines. I love that their quiz matches you with bottles that you love, and each shipment includes wines they recommend based on your previous ratings. I'm currently loving their organic options, especially the Chris Condos Cabernet from Mendocino County, and they've been around for 10 years, and they fund over 90 independent winemakers. So with no commitments or membership fees, you can enjoy Naked Wines hassle-free. And the best part, every bottle is a passion project from an independent winemaker, so you're literally making an independent winemaker's dream come true. So head to nakedwines.com slash too scary and enter voucher in the top right when you get to the website and put in too scary for both the code and password to get six bottles of wine for just $39.99 with shipping included. 
That's $100 off and less than $7 per bottle. So that's nakedwines.com slash too scary and use the code and password too scary and grab six bottles for just $39.99. One last time, that's nakedwines.com slash too scary code and password too scary for $100 off your first six bottles. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So, Tales from the Hood. <laughs> 1995. Uh, it is listed as a horror comedy drama. So, it's supposed to, it was supposed All to be All the genres. Fun. Yeah, that's but, so many genres. Yeah. So, these three dudes who are like gangbangers, they go into a, uh, they go up to a, a spooky house that supposedly this guy, like, claim that he found some drugs and they are going to like claim to buy the drugs, but what they're actually going to do is steal the drugs from him so they can sell mm-hmm. them and, and not have to pay money for them. And when mm-hmm. they get there, this dude is just being like real, like <laughs> spooky and weird. <laughs> and they're kind of like, great. Yeah. I, I really liked his performance. It's so yeah, funny. He's just like wide eyed, big smile, yeah. very gap tooth, creepy, like, big gap tooth. Like, it's great. It's, he's it's, really doing it up. He's giving it a great performance. And these guys are trying to be hard. They're trying to be like, you know, like we're cool. Like we're not scared of you, but in actuality, they are scared of him <laughs> because he's a scary dude, uh, which is commentary. Commentary. Ring the commentary bell. That is okay. definitely commentary. Ding, 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 ding. Yes. Commentary on these gangsters. <laughs> they feel like they have to be hard. It's okay mm-hmm. to be scared, gangsters, because that mm-hmm. might save your life. First mm-hmm. commentary of the movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, mm-hmm. they're like, man, can we just get out of here and get the shit? And he's like, yes. Yes. Get the shit. <laughs> the shit. The shit. <laughs> You're going to be knee deep in the shit. <gasps> but then he starts being like, well, before we get to the drugs, why don't I tell y'all a story? Because they stumble upon a dead body oh, and they want to no. know like the, it's, it, like, it's, it's, it's like a, a funeral. It, yeah, it's a parlor. funeral home. So it's a bunch of dead bodies in there. And he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll tell you what happened to this guy. And that's how they introduce the stories. Each of the stories. Yeah. Oh, they, OK. That's sort of the like uh, framework for all of the. Yeah. Yes. The framework. Right. They're doing a pretty flower. Ah, wow. uh, yes. <laughs> it's, it's beautiful. Uh, but yeah, that's how they introduce all the stories is they. Uh, show like a dead body and then he goes into the dead body. So the first story uh, is called Rogue Cop Revelation. And in this story, this new rookie just joined the force and he's a black cop and he's surrounded by all these shitty white cops and they're going around doing shitty stuff, being cops, being, you know, brutalizers and Mm -hmm. messing with people and He's like, I'm trying to, I want to change it from within. Like, I grew up in this neighborhood. I want to change this from within. And there's this, like, city councilman who is, like, he's been trying to, like, you know, make police reform happen. Uh, Like, he wants, he wants, you know, defund the police. He wants His name's Morehouse. Yeah, yeah. And the the rookie cop is Clarence. Yeah, rookie cop is Clarence. And so... Uh, he, and so he's, he, he's going around and he's trying to do that. One night they find him and they pull him over and like three cops come up and the cops of course are like harassing him being like, you're trying to get these good cops names soiled. Like, why don't we teach you a little lesson or whatever? And they end up beating the dude to death. And the rookie cop is like, Hey, stop this, stop this. And they're like, if you want to stop it, you can get beat up too. Basically like, like being like, yeah. we're going to beat your ass if you keep talking, you know, how cops do. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's fucking <laughs> scary. That yeah. is fucking mm. scary. And so cops are bad. Like they 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 beat they beat up uh, the, the city councilman. They end up killing him. And so to frame it, they inject heroin into his arm and then they put us like put him behind the wheel of his car and drive it off of a like a uh, embankment <gasps> into a river or into a yep. into a body of yep. water. What? And yeah, Fuckers. bad, 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 really and, bad. 
And then there's like a little time jump and we see that it's like a year later. Yeah. Right. And then Clarence. Clarence is all messed up at this point. Yeah. Because. Riddled with. Yeah. He's guilty. Guilt and anger. Yeah. He's he's riddled with guilt. He's riddled with anger. He he left the force, which is honestly, you got to commend him for that. And (laughs) I believe that so many other cops should do that. Uh, yeah. If you see him, because I like they always say like there are good cops out there. I believe them, but you you're bad if you stay. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, like, get off. Yep. The but organization like, is bad. <laughs> yeah, but he 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 he's riddled with guilt because he witnessed this and they've kind of framed him and was like you're a part of it, so you might as well you better not tell or whatever. And he starts getting visited by the ghost of the city councilman, like mm-hmm. being like Morris. avenge me, avenge me, like. It's up to you. If you want to stop these dreams, if you want to stop this, everywhere he goes, he like sees like murals of him and stuff like that. And then finally he gets all these cops to come out and meet him in the graveyard. And they all come out like, what's the meaning of this? And they're ready to like beat him up too. And then Mm -hmm. they're like, we're not gonna, like, he was like, we should at least pay our respects to him. Like, so we could like, so he could stop haunting me. Like, let's pay our respects to him. Right. And of course their cops are being like, we're not going to pay no respects. I'm going to piss on his grave. He literally says uh. that. I'm going to piss on his grave. And so he takes his penis out and starts peeing. And oh Morehouse reaches up out of the ground, grabs him by the dick <laughs> and pulls him down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> grabs him by the dick and smashes oh his head God. against his own gravestone. Yeah. He pulls him like over and over. <laughs> and it's yeah. his head into the gravestone. Oh and my God. <laughs> then all of a sudden it, it becomes like a crazy story. Like, after this, like all yeah, the cops he, like, shoots up out of the ground, yeah. like supernatural. And this was actually the scariest one for me when I was a kid, because mm. the makeup on this is really good. The mm-hmm, zombie makeup mm-hmm. that they use on Morehouse is mm-hmm. like really good. And yeah, so, he looks creepy. Yeah, it looks creepy as hell. And he just starts basically like, you know, like really getting in their asses. All these cops. Yeah, like this one ghost, by one. Yeah. Taking them down. Yeah. Each of them. He just like finds a new way to kill them. Then the last guy, he used uh, hypodermic needles, what they used on him to inject the heroin into him. Oh, yeah. They, mm-hmm. he, he, like, picks up a bunch with, like, telekinesis and shoots them at him. And they all get Ow! stuck in there. And he, like, gets, like, melts into the wall. And he becomes, like, this weird mural on this wall that next to the, like, does he take the place of Clarence? I think so, yeah. yeah. There was a mural of Morehouse on the wall. Yeah. Um, that I guess the implication is he was kind of like his maybe spirit was trapped in there or yeah. something, something like that. And yeah, then because when 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 um the last bad cop is like pushed into the mural or made a mural of, then he says like now you feel what I feel or now you are where I was or whatever. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, mm. and this one uh doesn't like doesn't have a happy ending. No, because Morehouse then starts to attack Officer Smith at that point and be like, why didn't you help me when I was getting beat? Right. But he should have he should have understood. It's like, man, I can't. What am I do? I can't help mm-hmm. you. Right. Like, yeah. Right. All mm-hmm. the, I would have died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's five of them and two of us. We all yeah. we all get yeah. killed. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And so he ends up going into a mental institution and he's accused of killing all of the other cops. And. Uh, <gasps> Yeah. yeah, it ends Whoa. with him like in a cell and they're like, yeah, he's a homicidal maniac, killed oh three cops God. in one night. Ah. So they like p- pinned the 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 murders on him. Not not a happy ending. Oh, well, is the moral of the story that you can't change the police force from within? <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. think that's safe to say. That, yeah. That's what's going to happen to you? Yeah. Jesus no, Christ. Yeah, reform try from within, not going to happen. Um, mm. That is, yeah, that's that's really upsetting i want to see the <laughs> zombie makeup though i'm really curious zombie makeup's good you got to google that i'm gonna google it the next one is called boys do get bruised and it's about a little kid who's like a sensitive dude sensitive little kid who shows up at school with like bruises and so his teacher and like the guidance counselor or the principal is like what happened because they're investigating for child abuse and stuff mm-hmm. and he keeps saying the monster like he's like the monsters beat me up and they're like all right, but if you can't, if you don't like, who's the monster? If you don't tell us, right? Who the monster and he is, says, he says, my. They ask if it's his dad. Mm-hmm. Like, did your dad do that? And he says, my dad's dead. And yeah. so we're like, hmm. And yeah. He's like, no, it's the monster. And the monster came when my dad left. Yeah. Which so is we're like, what's this? cryptic. It's also like, mm-hmm. kid, come yeah. on, man. If you want to get mm-hmm. out of this situation, 
<laughs> yeah. Right, right, like, right. You need to talk to us here. Right. And so he gets into a fight at school. These bullies, uh, these bullies, like, are messing with him. And he gets into a fight and gets in mm-hmm. trouble. And they see that he had a bruise on his face, but that wasn't from that. That's how that, that's how that's found out. Right. And right. then he's, but he's always drawing these pictures. And so they're like, we draw, like, you know, make people like draw them, the people who mm-hmm. make you feel bad or whatever, draw them. Mm, and so right. he draws the bully at school, the school bully and like crumples it up. And then it cuts to like that kid is being taken away in a stretcher. He broke both of his arms and both of his he, legs. Yeah, he broke all of, yeah. all of his bones from falling down the stairs. So this crumpling up this paper, really. And he like oh, says that like before. voodoo he's, style. Like a yeah. voodoo yeah, doll that you like crumple in it. He like says something before, like, if I draw the monster and burn it, that'll defeat the monster. And yeah. we're obviously like, well, that no, that's not going to work. But then he crumples up this paper and this kid breaks his arms and his legs and yeah. falls down the stairs. <laughs> And another one of the teachers like, guess the I don't know how he broke both his arms and both his legs in one day. He must got some weak bones. The boy's got weak I mean, bones. What are the chances, really? Yeah. So later, it's a bad, a bad fall. His teacher, who is played by Rusty Cundiff, who directed the movie, who wrote and directed mm-hmm, the movie. Mm-hmm. Rusty Cundiff. He's a comedy guy from back in the day. He's he's been in a few things. Uh, and he goes to the house. And uh, he tries to like talk to the mom and be like, there's a problem here. Like your son is showing up with bruises and stuff and like talking about the monster. He keeps saying this monster thing and she reprimands him. We've seen a little bit of the monster at this point, too. Like we see uh, little boys, Walter in his in his bed at night. We've seen kind of this claw coming out of his closet and heard growls and stuff. So we've we've seen it. Yeah. But not fully. Not fully. Just like his hand just coming little, around. Yeah, though. his little hand. So, yeah. And yeah, obviously the mom is, yeah, she's like. She's the, afraid. To, yeah. Which doesn't also, want him to talk about it. Another commentary. Another right. commentary. Reading the commentary, Bell. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And so the mom is like, stop. Don't talk about it. You know, this going to hurt us both, basically. Right. Because the monster. Right. And so then uh, Mr. Garvey is leaving. That's the teacher's name. And then uh, her boyfriend comes in. His name is Carl, no relation. And he <laughs> uh, he starts, you know, they, he starts talking to him. And basically, the dude is like, I'll talk to my family. Like, you can, like, you know, being yeah, like. Yeah, we immediately get a, a, a bad a bad vibe yeah, here. You know at that point that this is the monster. Like, Yeah, he's <laughs> like, I have it under control. Yeah. And so uh, he's leaving, but little does he know that uh, Walter has already uh drawn a picture of the monster he drew a picture of the monster because the teacher told him to draw it and so now the teacher's leaving he's he like carl has kicked the teacher out mr garvey out and he starts to hit the little kid and then the mom intervenes and he starts hitting her and then the teacher sees this and so he goes back in and starts you know trying to whip that ass and defending the mom and the little boy and Mm -hmm. you know the monster's getting the best of him Getting the best of them, but then yeah, it's 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 violent. I yeah, would say it's, a it's like scene. quite a quite yeah. He hits them so many times. It went on for quite a while. I was very yeah. <laughs> Wait, is the is it. the monster like? Is this a it's no? Look it's like it's a just monster, it's just he... it's played by uh, David Allen Greer, and okay, okay. they like specifically cast someone who had like only played kind of nice parts before. Um. So no, it's just, it just looks like him. It's, okay, he doesn't look like a monster. Yeah, it was crazy to see David Allen Greer in that part. Okay. He doesn't. He doesn't look yeah. like a monster at that point. But then Walter runs back in when he's fighting the teacher and fighting the mom. Walter runs back in with the picture and just folds that arm one time. So he's about oh, to he's about to get yeah. the teacher with a with a pot and his arm just goes like. Ah! And then it's you know, like a noodle. It yeah. snaps right back. And then he starts folding it some more. And they're like, yeah, keep folding the picture. And so he keeps folding it and, and like, you know, balled it, balls it up. And he's like on the floor in like this <laughs> ridiculous yeah, like Yeah, just ball. like bending like, I'll get you all this. the wrong ways. This isn't over. And then they put the paper on the stove and burn <gasps> the stove. And so he sets on fire. And that's when <gasps> we go back to the funeral home and sees like, see this burnt corpse. Yeah, inside of a charred. Yeah, charred out. Charred out. So that is a happy ending. Yeah, that's true. I'm also seeing what you were saying, Sammy. Where it's like 
the real life things that are happening are very scary, but then the solution to the real life scary thing is campy and kind of ridiculous. I'm just imagining yeah. that this guy being crumpled up is a little silly. It is silly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, child abuse is not, not silly. Uh, not not silly. silly. Domestic violence is not silly. Yeah. Uh, so mm, okay. the next one is KKK comeuppance. Oh, Jesus oh, Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, this one is this one is the one that we were talking about a little earlier with the puppet and stuff like that. Yep, so yep. Uh, okay. Basically, this dude moves into this house, this racist senator who's like a former member of the Ku Klux Klan, kind of like a loose David Duke. Yeah, his name is Duke. His name his name is Duke Metger, and it's actually a mix of two KKK members, David Duke and Tim Tim Tom Metzger. Yeah. So yeah, he's definitely meant to be those guys (laughs) mixed together. Yeah. (laughs) So he moves into this house and like a bunch of like Jewish and black people like are like, you know, fighting against him. And he moves into he set up an off he sets up an office in a plantation. And in a plantation house and this plantation house has this like uh, has this uh, mural on the wall with all these little pictures with this like one big picture of like a woman who's like, I guess, like a matriarch of these kind of slave people. And uh, and all the little like people painted are the slaves who lived on the plantation. Mm -hmm. And so he's like getting frustrated with everything. And then one night he start he like smacks the the picture of the old lady with something and it starts to bleed. The wall starts to bleed (gasps) on the mouth. And then (gasps) at that point, he's like walking past it and he noticed a blank spot on the picture. Ooh. Yeah. One of, one of the (gasps) dolls is missing. We've seen a little peek at the doll. Like when he first moved in, we saw kind of underground because he's just talking like super disrespectfully and just like egg like he doesn't give a fuck. He's KKK member. He's not good. Um, And we see like a a doll kind of come up from underneath the floorboards. Like we've gotten a little a little teaser of it. Can you tell me more about what this doll looks like? Like it looks like a doll, like a straight up doll. Well, I mean, imagine, I guess, Team America. It's like that kind of puppetry. It's like a, like kind of clay. I don't know why. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know why I'm fixing it. Do you remember Lil Penny from those Nike commercials, like Lil Penny Hardaway that was voiced by Chris Rock, like back in the nineties, the basketball player, Penny Hardaway. Uh, This is ringing. I feel like I do. Um, These, These were popular commercials, even if you weren't like a basketball fan, but like, Mid nineties, it looked like one of those dolls. Like, yeah, yeah, but it was yeah, like yeah. Team America style, like okay, yak, 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 okay, yak. Like, okay, like okay, claymation, but also like they were small, they were tiny. Okay, yeah, they're small. Yeah. Okay. They're like you know. A All right, foot I'm getting it now. I'm trying to because I was like, I, there are too many different types of dolls in yeah. my imagination. There right are now. too many, <laughs> <laughs> and if you picture the wrong kind, it's really gonna fuck up your whole understanding of this. I don't want to Yeah. So, okay. Okay. Got it. He takes this doll and they fight. The doll's trying to eat him. He gets a couple bites in, uh, but they're tiny little doll bites, you know. And they fight. He's fighting. This <laughs> oh, tiny I forgot that it bites him. That's right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he finally he finally gets the best of the doll. He puts it attaches it to a dartboard and he takes his shotgun out and he shoots the doll. But then when yeah, he that's looks, excessive. It's a tiny little doll. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when he looks when he looks back over at the at the painting, all of the the uh, <gasps> slaves are gone now. Oh, and hell yeah. The dolls are coming out. for him. Yeah. The dolls mm-hmm. are coming out. And they get that mm-hmm. ass. They get that ass. Mm. And they, they eat him. Do they really? Then, yeah, they eat him. And then, oh, and, oh, to be eaten so slowly by a bunch of tiny, tiny, tiny bites. With yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bad way to go. And then uh, the big, the woman who was like big in the picture was like this hoodoo witch. Uh, named Miss Cobbs, and she manifests in the room, holding like the doll, the first doll that he shot in her arms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. And now the dealers are like, "This is some bullshit." Let us get our. <laughs> they're losing their patience. Please yeah, let us like... get our drugs. We gotta get out of here. We need our drugs, Mister. Enough Sims. with these stories. Yeah. And then uh, he's like, "One more, though." One more. <laughs> 
check out check out this one you guys do you guys recognize this body in this in this court Ooh, yeah yep and they were like oh uh, yeah i think it's somebody we've seen around the neighborhood a little bit and so basically this is the story of crazy k and mm-hmm. crazy k is a is a gang member he's homicidal he he kills people and he's driving down like he's driving down the street in his car and he gets upon he stumbles upon a rival gang member and it in the hood is called getting caught slipping that other dude got caught slipping he's mm-hmm. just like out getting a burger or something but his rival is right there and now that dude's like i'm about to kill you mm-hmm. and so he goes over he gets into an argument with him and he shoots him and then but three dudes come out of a house and they see this happen i guess they're just in the same gang as the guy that crazy k just shot and they come Mm -hmm. out and they shoot crazy k but then the police arrive and the police shoot those three guys and crazy k survives this whole thing and like goes to jail though because he just shot this dude so he survives the whole thing he goes Mm -hmm. to jail and he got a life sentence because uh he's killed a bunch of people they finally like caught this guy he's killed like a bunch of people Mm-hmm. And so he arrives there and he gets transferred to another, like another, like basically like in the hole or the shoe or something is what that's called in prison. And he mm-hmm. meets this, uh, he meets this white supremacist in there. Mm-hmm. And basically the white supremacist is like, you, like you need protection in here. You might as well join us. And he, and he says some racist shit to him and, and right. he's like, man, I'm not about to join you, blah, blah, blah. Like, you racist, blah, blah. He's like, you killed just as many black people as I killed. This is the commentary. Ring the commentary bell. Mm-hmm. But this is the commentary that I have a bit of an issue with. We'll talk mm-hmm. about right. this once we get over. Uh, mm-hmm. So he punches him in the face. And then, like, the man asks, like, well, what's all the races of the people that you killed? And Crazy K gets silent because he's like, you, you're more dangerous to your people than I am. Like, you're killing yourself, blah, blah, blah. And so then this doctor mm-hmm. who put him in that cell now taking him around and like she like has like this she's like i have a rehab situation that i can you know make you understand the ways that you've done so she takes him and puts him in like this machine that like ties him up and it's like mm. a torture chamber type machine and yeah like, kind of like clockwork orangey oh, yeah. like, have his like eyes open yeah. exposure uh, therapy no, like no, no 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 seeing all these images yeah. no not a fan <laughs> and so like they, and then he sees all these images, like you know, KKK lynchings and and you know, gang violence and all the stuff that he's been put into, and like how he kills his own people without thinking about it, and it's like a it's like a sensory de- deprivation chamber. Yeah. And then he's confronted with all the souls of his victims, like well. like uh, all these people we kill, like kids that he accidentally killed and like drive bys that shouldn't happen, and so mm. like. He hints like at how his, you know, violent violence is like he had a nightmarish childhood, which, you know, happens why people act the way they do and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And and then like uh, he feels like he got uh, redemption and he gets like zapped back to the moment where he was first shot before he went to jail. And what it turns out is those three dudes that killed him, that shot him, did actually kill him. And that was all like in his mind. Everything that he saw was in his mind Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and they did kill him. And then they were, then they were killed by the cops. And so at this point, these guys are like real pissed off back at the funeral parlor. Yeah. And uh, they're back at the funeral parlor and they basically Mr. Sims, the Clarence Williams. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, you guys did this. Yeah, look go in, look in this room. Go look in, yeah, go look in the in the room, and they open up. The, like they was like, we get, we need to get these drugs. Oh shit, I gave away something. We need to get these drugs, and they pull out guns. <laughs> they pull out guns, and they're like, we need to get these drugs. You bullshit, Mister Sims. And he's like, well, all right, the drugs are all in those three caskets right there. And they open them up, and they, each one that opens them up, they realize it was them. And then Mister uh, Sims says this line that is like the the uh, basically <laughs> the line that was the iconic line from this movie. Like after you killed crazy K, a few of his boys killed you. And it was like, everybody used to say that all the time. So if you, if you quote anything, if you quote anything from this movie, you can say that after you killed crazy K, a few of his boys killed you. And so they find out that they're dead 
and that this this place that they're in, this funeral home, is hell, and Mr. Sims is the devil, and so he. Holy oh shit! My God. <laughs> it's like Whoa. so. It was so unexpected for me, where he just is like. He says, welcome to hell, motherfuckers. And he <laughs> morphs into like the yeah. typical Satan, like horns, horns sprout yeah. out of his, the walls fall down and like fire. It's like they're in like flaming Flame. hell and yeah. he becomes like a huge Satan man. And that's the end of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so they my didn't even God. Know, they didn't even know they were dead. They thought they were still alive the whole time going to get these drugs. But what it actually was was them going to hell. Oh, because they killed. That's also fun that um, at least for like a short while, Satan's idea of fun with somebody is to be like, I'm going to make him really bored. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to just I'm going to see how many stories I can tell them before they get really mad about it. Mr. Sims was a real highlight for me. I really liked him. Wait, what? Wait, so Carl, what's your commentary? I want to hear your commentary. Well, it's Bell. something that, that we're kind of just discovering now. Not discovering now, but kind of like is more open now. But there's mm. this, you know, the 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 reason why violence is a thing in America's poor neighborhoods or ghettos or whatever you want to call them and stuff like that. It's all because of the system that is already right. set up and right. stuff like that. Right. So right. I really mm-hmm. hate this. This and this isn't saying this exactly, but I really hate the blaming. It's almost victim blaming in a way. Yeah. But I under, mm-hmm. Like, I'm not trying to say that people who murder people should not be held accountable. Right. Like, but those, not that's not that equate. You can't equate that with like a racist KKK person. Exactly. And it's like this whole, like, and I hear black people say this a lot of this, like, we can't expect justice until we stop killing ourselves. And it's like, well, let's stop well, saying that. Right. Because that, that doesn't that's mean what like they every, want you to yeah, think. everybody kills themselves. Let's stop. Everybody yeah. does this. Black on black right. crime is not a real thing. Right. It's just, mm-hmm. as, it's, it's thing. the same thing as white on right crime. The same mm-hmm. thing as Latino on yes. Latino crime. It's the same thing. It's all the same thing. So let's stop saying yeah. Yeah. we got to okay. stop yep. killing ourselves for them to respect us because they don't mm-hmm. treat white killers the same. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, also, that's, that it didn't start there. Like that's not yeah. the origin of all of the problems that we're having. Yeah. When you, yeah. Get, when you, when you, when you take every resource out of an, uh, out of a place and everybody is desperate, of course they're mm-hmm. going to harm each other. So right. like, cause they're desperate. So, right. you know, that's the commentary that I'm like, we got to we got to stop pushing this narrative of right. we got to right. stop yeah. killing ourselves to earn a little bit of respect. Yeah. No, they have to respect us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. two are they're related, but they're not. Yeah. They're not one the doesn't like, uh, yeah, invalidate the other. Yeah. Well, it's also impossible for individuals to change their situation if the system that they're living in is makes it really difficult to do anything differently yeah. Um, right yeah and yeah there's just oh my god there's well just, it's yeah, no it's, like, I mean, individual's responsibility to like if you're just calmer or if you're just you know if you make better choices on an individual level the entire system will be better forever like no yeah right. it's literally not true right yeah oh Oof. man this was honestly i was not expecting that ending I wasn't I either. Watch it. I'm shocked. I was <laughs> shocked. <laughs> we don't spoil it, y'all, y'all. We don't spoil the movie. You know what's happening now. You know what's happening. Well, that's, that's the only, that's that's the the only way they'll watch them. Exactly. Yeah. I like okay. to know. I like to know if I'm going to go in and I, I hear it and then I go, "Can I watch it?" Okay, maybe I can. But then they never. They still never do. I never do. <laughs> I, I I do sometimes. I do sometimes. Oh, that's true. She watched Hereditary a little bit, and I watched. I watched us. Also, after we talked about it, after we talked about it. OK, did it help you to to know what was coming? Definitely. Definitely. Okay. All right. Yes. So two, two out of the f- 49 movies that we've done. Not bad. Good, good track record. <laughs> That's one I haven't seen. I bought a ticket. I bought a ticket to it just to support. But I have not seen that movie and I don't plan on it. Did you get too scared? You know, yeah, I saw Get Out. Of course. And that was more like I felt like that one had like a lot more commentary. That was like one that I felt like I needed to see a little bit outside of the scary parts. But us yeah. was just like scary. I was like, all right, I'm good. That, yeah. I bought a ticket. I, I went on Fandango, bought a ticket, but I'm, <laughs> I'm not watching it. 
we were trying to like derive meaning from it too when we did it on the podcast where we were trying to figure out what the commentary could be and it's so ambiguous and Mm -hmm. there are so many things you can draw from it that it's like which is kind of fun i like i like movies that are like that yeah it's kind of like a rorschach rorschach test i can't say that word that's a tough word where any any (laughs) you know it says more about you um and how you see it than anything else right but um i had to watch it after hearing about it and i watched it in the corner of my computer the top corner during the daytime (laughs) so i could yeah because it also minimize it I mean, Get Out was scary for sure, but th- but but us has like you know like a lot of stabbing and like scissors and There's like a lot, a lot more like classic scary stuff that I'm not trying to have any part of. Yeah. <laughs> it is scary, but it's good. Eee! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So d- they did make a Tales from the Hood too, or they're going oh, to make a Tales ask, from the Hood too? I, I meant to look that up. I know there is a Tales from the Hood too, but I think there might even be a three so coming. Make a or I, I saw that it's maybe they're trying to make it a TV series, but you know, I didn't really look this up enough. I'm sorry. So I can't say for sure, but I think they are trying to make something. An- I would another, be really interested another, in what another I- chapter. What a 2020 version would look like. Cause I do feel like, yeah, that, that one story, the commentary in it, would probably be different made now than in 1995. Yeah. So I would be curious to see what vignettes are shown. And I just like these kind of anthology horror things in general. I've never seen it. I've never seen one. I know there are other ones like this. Like I know VHS does this, um, but I kind of just like this style of horror films where it's like you get four horror films in one. I'm into it. And so, yeah. And they're all, you know, they got their scary moments. They got, they're not all like, just like Mm -hmm. straight, dog trash yeah like <laughs> <laughs> i think i think a lot of these movies get lower rated because like frankly a lot of the critics they the, these type of movies don't speak to them right and i don't think this movie was a 10 out of 10 but it definitely deserves better than a, a four like what does it have on rotten tomatoes yeah it's low and i i yeah that's why mm-hmm. i like went into it being like oh it's like rated so low and I was, I had a good time and I was so like, uh, I was really excited at the end. I was like, this was, I had a good time watching yeah, this. Yeah, this is a Rotten, this is a Rotten Tomatoes problem though, Emily. This is, this is a Rotten Tomatoes problem. Because yeah. my God, we watched, um, what's that fucking movie called? The Old Guard mm. the other day. Rated oh. well on Rotten Tomatoes and it, it was one of the least fun movies I've ever, and not because well, of, it was it, so bad. It was just so deeply bad, and I was really pissed off. Well, isn't <laughs> and it I felt like Rotten I was lied to-, to? Isn't the rating system on Rotten Tomatoes? It's literally just like white men in their thirties. Basically, that's do the it? world. That's the rating system of the world. And the one <laughs> black guy that always pops up is from a conservative magazine. No, from like, the, from like the National Review or something like that. Yeah, hell, God. yeah, fuck that. So yeah, that's no. We gotta yeah. we gotta start a new rating system, you guys. So it has here the tomato meter is forty seven percent, but the audience score is sixty eight. That's where I would land it. I would give that's it about right. sixty eight yeah. to seventy two. Yeah, you, that's yeah. what you said. You said six point five. Yeah. Well, I guess that was on the scary factor. That's a scary not, meter on the good meter, a also meter. a six point five. Six point five. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Great, okay. just as scary as it is good. <laughs> it's just as scary as it is good. <laughs> and you know what? I sort of need those to line up in any movie. If it's not so scary and not so good, I'm not going to watch it. If it's really scary, it better be really good. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. I do know what you mean. So, um, Well, we did it, guys. We yeah. did it. This has been my dissertation. We did it. Carl's last podcast. <laughs> yeah, before I moved to New York. <laughs> His final one. Um, but Carl, do you have anything to, you know of your own to promote or yeah in this time hey if you like basketball and <laughs> and goofs uh there's a, there's little <laughs> basketball talk mostly goofs right now basketball is in a weird transitional period because of the coronavirus but it's coming back now so there'll be a little bit more stuff to talk about but also i host a show called the flagrant ones with hayes oh. davenport and sean clements of hollywood handbook uh which is another pretty popular podcast and uh it's on Patreon, so please reach into your stimulus packages and give me your five dollars. Uh, and it's it's fun. You'll have a good time. You don't have to worry about it being too sporty. And if it is too sporty for you, then you can stop 
subscribing. There you go. <laughs> Look, we all have the power of choice. Um, the flagrant ones. But other than that, follow me on Instagram. I deleted my Twitter. Twitter sucks. But uh, at yeah. Damn It Carl, D A M M I T C A R L. Wait, there is basketball is. coming back soon? It I don't is, even know. Yeah. About the, scr- this. the scrimmages just started yesterday, and the uh, the real season starts on the 30th next week. Oh, wow. wow. Okay. But there's no audience, like, right? They're like no quarantining audience. together, right? Yeah, 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 they're quarantining together. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a fucking world. I know. I can't believe it. Wild Jesus. times. Well, until next week, we'll all just be doing the same fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you're a basketball player, in which case you're probably going to have a pretty exciting week, all things considered. <laughs> yeah. Our big baseball, baseball player. playing baseball uh, too. audience. Baseball right, too. baseball players. Yep. Yeah. Most of our listener base are professional athletes. So mm-hmm. uh, good luck, boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this next week. Um, Carl, thank you so much. Thank yeah, you, Carl. Thank you so much. That thank was so good. Me. And I got one last thing to say to you guys. After you killed Crazy K, a few of his boys killed you. <gasps> oh, no, he's the devil. Oh, drat. Hi, guys. Sammy here. Thank you for listening to another episode of Too Scary Didn't Watch. Uh, don't forget to check out Carl's podcast, The Flagrant Ones, on Patreon. And if you're liking Too Scary Didn't Watch, uh, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And you can also support us by rating or reviewing us on Apple Podcasts and following us on social media. We are at TSDW Podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And next week is our 50th episode, so we asked you guys to tell us what the scariest movie you ever saw was and the movie that got the most votes was Sinister so if you want to watch before next week it's streaming on Netflix and yeah we have an exciting announcement for our 50th episode so tune in next week